When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to episode 225 of Pro Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Sailor, and the traveling twosome back from Paris, Mark Bader and Dan Lobdell are here. Give a wave to the people. Hello. Absolutely totally patriotic uh, today, Christian. Yeah, we went we went red, white, and blue. Willie went from Limp Biscuit yesterday back to um, Willie from the Docks, Nantucket. Switcheroo. Yeah, switch. Give it a switch. Switcheroo. And uh, so we're coming off perhaps the most uh, incredible worlds. One of the most amazing wrestling viewing experiences of my life. Probably the most amazing. Spoiled this year. The trials and... uh, Oh, my gosh. Think Think about the wrestling year we've had. Going back to NCAAs where we saw, you know, what Penn State did. Winning five straight, five titles. Amazing performance. After a, a drama-filled season. And then go to the U.S. Open, which was nuts. And you had the, the Burroughs-Dake drama. And then, by far, the best World Team Trials we've ever seen. Ever. Ever. That, I mean, ever. that might have been one of the best tournaments. I think that might have been the best tournament I was ever at. Right? Incredible. I mean, the final sequence, those matches going three, the controversy with with Taylor and Cox, which we'll get into a little bit. And the Burroughs dropping match one and having to dig and, and win the next two. And then it's like... Then juniors win worlds, and it, and it played out right. Like, th- it the world team trials played out that the final match was like, right, and then juniors win the team title. The final match, mind blowing, and then we go to worlds, and it's like, can can they possibly top it? And we have an amazing day one, puts us in first after day one. But then day two was even more incredible, and uh, I don't know. I think what. Will you have here? Just kind of recap emotions. Why don't we go to the to the bro, bros on the couch? Just like what it was like being there. Any mate? Just overarching takeaways on the emotions of being there while Team USA wins a title. And Bader, you know, Bader's been to the last yes. what, gazillion worlds, and so you have it's, it's a pretty neat juxtaposition because Bader's been to Multiple. a ton of them, and this year USA wins, and Nomad is like this is his first one, so. He's kind Take, of spoiled. Yeah, tell us what you your experience it was. Was it was amazing. Like you said, I've been I've been to plenty of these, but I've been to some where it sucks. And you've been there, Willie, where it's like we're all excited and it's like, all right, all right, let down. All right, next day we're gonna get it. All right, crap. 
you know, and then this time it just it didn't disappoint. Although at the very beginning you're like, okay, great, and no disrespect, but you know it's like, Steber, oh. mm-hmm. and it's like, oh god, don't let it happen again. Don't let this and and it just everybody else started rolling and best event I've probably ever been to and I've been uh, uh, I'm at any level and blown away, blown away. It was amazing. Lobdo is rolling around, <laughs> happy as can be, just uh, you know. Grinning ear to ear, uh, everybody's super excited. Just it amazing must have been night. really special to um, be around the team and the camaraderie and just that raw emotion, ten feet away from those guys. Kevin Jackson just jumping up and down, screaming like from the, he was the yeah. one guy I noticed, um, just just going crazy, super hyped. And of course, as, as Dan pointed out in person, he's like he was on that '95 team, the last team that did it, and. Uh, you know, to see these guys, everybody's happy when Snyder wins or Burroughs wins or whatever, but to see these grown men, skinny, giddy like schoolgirls, <laughs> you know, seriously, it was it was awesome. It was it was amazing. Cloud nine. For me, I mean, you guys know, everybody knows how much I love international wrestling and, you know, how, how excitable I get at tournaments and shake refs' hands and things like that. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but... Just and for me it was the crescendo, right? It was like, you know, that that rough start at the beginning of the week, and and then the, the girls getting second was amazing, and then just mirroring juniors and ending on the last match and probably the greatest match I've ever seen. It's gonna be really hard to top Snyder Sedge live and and it going down kind of the way we all wanted it to. Where obviously I'm sure Snyder wanted to tech him, but like to see him get broken in the final minute. Yeah, I mean, we did we did a little interview on the we both interviewed each other after we were done, and it was uh, it was hard to find the words to um, encapsulate it. The Nomad, well, you know, we're following we're following along, uh, and we're, we're on G Chat. We're in constant communication, uh, the whole flow team with um, with Bader and, and Nomad over there on G Chat. And when when Zane lost, Nomad oh. lost his mind. <laughs> I. Nomad thought that was it for. Well, all right, first of all, let me preface this by saying, <laughs> Nomad's, Nomad since he started working here has literally basically only been talking about USA winning a world title. It is like, for him, that is like the most important. That's the coolest thing that could possibly happen. And in reality, it's he's right, but he has vocalized that to us for over a year now. All he, he that's like his dream mm-hmm. to see that. So, in his defense, when when you know that going in, yeah, he went a little nuts when Zane lost. He lost his mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He lost his mind. I, and he, yeah. it I was, talked him off the ledge. It was bad. It was very bad. He was, and it, it, he was like, here, my favorite line was, Americans always overrate our teams. Yeah. Because it, it's true that America, true. every single year, Americans are like, we're, dude, how, this, can't, this team can't be, we, there's not a team in this world. We're so, we're too talented this year. What is this guy going to take? Wow. You know, they, they pick every guy to medal. And so he's right that we're over, we always overestimate. But the reality was, he, the reality he really is, believed they we, could too. Yeah. He believed they would win. We were in first place. Zane loses. And he goes, what? Typical American team overrated. Listen, <laughs> we're still in the driver's seat here, bud. We're still in contention. It was the it was the way I tried the way I tried to describe it is if you have like sand or whatever in your hands and you know you're at the beach and like 
pick up some sand and you put it in the water and when the tide goes away, like the sand is all gone. That is what it felt like in that moment in my brain when Zane lost. And uh, it was a massive overreaction on my part. And uh, if anyone could ever see it, like I would just be completely embarrassed and, you know, apologize to the nth degree. But I was extremely, extremely, extremely upset because I thought that was I thought we had to be perfect. I thought we had to do what juniors did and put four in the finals on day two. Passion yeah. is a two edged sword, no matter beside himself. Yes. Right? Don't worry about it. It's well, you know, um, a lot of things went into it. We had to dig dig deep. Jordan Burroughs had to come back a, a, a bunch of times. I think some Every things time? some things that are lost, you know it was much more, you know, Kyle Snyder has to beat the pound for pound king for us to win the team title, and he did, and that's what everybody remember. But, you know, little things like Gwiz winning his bronze um, was two points. You know, it, it was total team effort. Jaden coming back mm-hmm. at the yeah. 6-0, and he would have got knocked out of the tournament. You know, if he lost that match. Let's yeah. start. I don't want to go for like fifty-seven up. I think we should start with like let's start with ninety-seven. Let's start with Snyder Sajulayev that tournament. Um, Watching it play out, you, you see Snyder's draw. You have to like it coming in. I liked it. At, you know, he lost to Alborov, but it was like, who cares? I, the guy I didn't want to see him on his side, Sajulayev won. But Odakazi, another guy they'd given him trouble basically every time they, they'd wrestled each other. So I felt great, especially watching him early, like Snyder's going to run to the finals. But I'm curious what everyone thought watching Sajulayev go through the tournament. It was, it was really strange. Because some of them, some of his matches, he felt like he was just trying to just get through six minutes, minimum output. But then I felt like with Odakazi, he really ramped himself up. Like, this is one where I'm not going to mess around and let the match materialize. I'm going to go after it. So you really kind of came into that the, the final match really curious about, like, where he was going to be. How aggressive was he going to be? Because he had really given you two different guys when... Sajulayev through the years is just a 10-0 factory. He just annihilates everyone onto the next guy, complete buzzsaw. And to me, he, he was a this was a different Sajulayev. It was like the guy we saw at Russian Nationals, um, a little inconsistent. Um, what was the vibe in the arena, Willie? What were your thoughts on, on Sajulayev? Um, well, the first thing I thought he looked small. Um, yeah. And I, but he looked, but he was strong. You could tell he, he has to monster. be stronger than as strong as an ox because he was moving, he was moving Kyle. He was taking him to the edge. He took him to the edge a couple times. Took him to the zone a couple times. Um, he certainly wasn't as prolific as a, of a scorer. He, you know, he won two zero in semis. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I I thought I thought Kyle would beat Sedjulayev going into the tournament. And nothing throughout the tournament made me think anything different. And in fact, I, I thought it was closer than I would have thought going in. Um, what, what what did you guys think there? Nomad, you stood next to him. Did you think he looked? <laughs> he was. <laughs> did you stand next to him? I I did not. Emil said he had a moment with him, and and you know he he said he's partially responsible for because uh, Snyder or, or Sajulai broke. He was the first one to to clear eye contact when you know. They were, they, were, they were making their way past each other in the hallway or wherever it was. Oh. And Richard's got a USA shirt, so it's right. He's yeah. a USA guy. And, yeah, he's like, I lo- they, they kind of nodded. And then he's like, Sedulite broke eye contact first. He comes back. This was 
<laughs> day after weigh-ins, day yeah. of weigh-ins, baby, and he's like, guys, guys, I got him. We're going to win this. He broke. He broke. He snapped. Speaking of USA Wrestling shirts, Sabalov. Sabalov was wearing a USA Wrestling shirt before the finals. I heard that. I didn't know I, that. Yeah, I didn't see it. So but what were your thoughts, you two, on, on the what, – what were your thoughts on Sedgelayev overall? So um, definitely pretty much a lot of what CP said. You know, that, that Salas match – so first of all, you started, you see Jordan Salas, and you're like, oh, man, okay, 2014 World Finals, Slap right? Gate. Slapgate, exactly. And he didn't do a whole lot that match. I mean, mm-hmm. not Salas, but it was just kind of a boring, like, all right, let's just get through this. Um, ran through Poland, and I don't know what it is about Odakadze that, I mean, he's obviously tough. You know, he's been in bronze match a whole bunch of years in a row, but, like, there's something about Odakadze where you everybody who wrestles him is like, okay, I got I to gotta put this away because this dude's not going anywhere because he's got cinder block forehead. And then Katoyev, Katoyev looked amazing mm. all week, and then, um, and so I'm pretty sure that was two shot What's clock points is how he is- beat him. The, the hair, the, the back hair. I would never want to wrestle How, him in parterre. Why don't they share him, shave him down? He goes, he goes sixty-five. <laughs> they could, they could like, I don't know, spin that and weave that hey, into like blankets. He'd give Zane Fitz a sixty-five. <laughs> Just get rid of that thing. Good call. It'd be a very difficult match. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, Sajulayev went through. We we can say, wow, he didn't look great. No one scored a point on him till right. the finals. Right. He shut out everyone. So for of, all the close back, no one, no one scored on the man. And a bunch of world medalists. Um, but, yeah, he definitely looks small. He definitely looks like, and we'll what? get into this a little later, he'll, left and looks like he'll be a 92 next year. Um, so we'll He see. looks like a 92, right? Yeah. So going into that, going into that finals match, um, I don't know what y'all thought. I thought if this match is in the balance, Kyle Snyder will win. Sajulayev has never really been in a match like this, apart from his Russian Nationals one, which was kind of a joke in the way it was officiating, some of the things he was able to get away with. He just hadn't been in the fire like that, whereas Snyder has had so many high-pressure matches. I think that that helps. And still, um, in that match that was close at Russian Nationals, um, he still held the lead most of the time, right? Especially second period, he was yes. like in the lead the whole time. And so you had to think, if it's a close match... Uh, he was going to be worn out. Kyle will wear you out. And he's never been really pushed to the brink. And so, but what, what was surprising to me, there was two things that were surprising to me about that match. One was how strong Sedgelayev was in pushing him to the, well, I able felt, to move you said that a couple of times now. I've, I felt like Snyder moved him a heck of a lot more than. Oh, he did. Okay. He did. But if Sedgelayev, that looks small, can force yeah. Kyle to the zone, even one time. That's impressive to me. Yeah. And he did it a couple times. Um, but So that was two things. Uh, the other one was Kyle from front head. Kyle did all his damage from front head. Well, not just, not just Kyle. Yeah. I thought, like, America, that was, like, our big differentiator this world. Think about Burroughs, how many times he scored off, like, go-behind type of scenarios. James Green, Thomas Gilman. Like, had great success there. So I thought front head, and I thought... You know, when you look, go back and look back at the Sajulive Snyder match. Kyle gave him the first two points. He gave him the right? first two. What did you guys think? Was oh, you, did your emotions so go? Excited. Did your emotions go like this? Uh, Kyle just barnstorms him in the beginning. He almost scores right away, and then he gives it up. Dude, he said, "Well, you know, right after the semis, we we interview him in the mix zone. He's like, all I know is I'm gonna attack immediately. 
I'm gonna attack right away immediately. Yeah. And then he he steps back and bounces up in the air two or three times, and I'm like, what's he doing? What the heck's he doing? This is not him. Marches forward and tumbles over him or whatever happened. I was like, oh crap. Like he uh, about bulldozed uh, him. What? He about bulldozed him and then and then got put. Yeah, yeah. It went the he wrong was in way, great so. position to score, and then. On the go behind, he basically tried to jump over. I mean, his chest was on his like lower back. He was yeah. so far out. That's yeah. you know, that's not good front headlock position. The same thing that that went through my head the first ten minutes of Burrow's first match against Shabanov, and they kind of got housed around the mat, and I was like, oh crap. Uh, so you're like, but luckily our guys stay poised. And they don't. I got rattled, but it doesn't matter if I get rattled. <laughs> they they stay poised and come back in the middle and do what they got to do, and and it was awesome. Yeah, that's and, what's amazing about those those two guys in particular is how. Completely unflappable. Switch. Um, Switch. Completely yeah. unflappable those two are. Um, Burroughs and Snyder specifically. So amazing, amazing finale. Um, you know, and it wasn't like a comeback per se. It was really seesaw back and forth the whole way. You know, Sagalai of strikes, then Kyle, then Sagalai. I mean, just back and forth, back and forth. And then we, we saw it so many times with America, and we've seen it so many times with Snyder. Just late, that pressure. Um, and, and, a, and a great go-behind off of him. Yeah, I attacking. mean, two things at the end. Um, you saw Kyle work from front head a couple times, and you knew that success was there. We're, like, we're talking about it as the match is going. I was like, is that front head? Is he doing great from front head? And then he, he gets in that front head position with 30 seconds to go, and yet I, I felt really good about it. I like was was very happy that he was in that position. And then... After Kyle scores, Sedgelayev doesn't have nothing. No, he doesn't. Have, he had nothing left in the and tank. Even still, even still, with with Sedgelayev oh, looking spent, he had this terrifying little from the from Kyle's underhook, like a little whip by thing. He almost turned Kyle's back and got to a rear standing position, which is scary. So even this is something we always say about Russians: as physically tired as they are, they can. It doesn't really matter. They can still really wrestle well. But I do think fatigue certainly played a role. But it's so interesting that Kyle was able to win that match without a leg attack. No low single, no high crotch. The one snatch he tried, he got re-attacked and, and gave up a step-out point. So for him, that shows a real kind of continuous evolution for him that he knows he can win in different ways. He won basically a front headlock game against, against Sajalayev and won. And his pressure late forced that bad shot from Sajalayev that gave him an easy go behind and Sajalayev unable to recover. So it, it, it brings up an interesting point in Nomad. You mentioned Sajalayev going down to 92. And, and that makes perfect sense for the next two years. But in 2020, what is he going to do? Because this two-day weigh-in thing, that is about to change the world yeah. of, yep. of wrestling. Yeah. Like It's not going to change things majorly. Although, I do think it's going to change things for America more than we realize. It is. I mean, yep. our guys are... Our international guys are not doing the, the college, like, keep your weight down thing. They are crashing hard, right? Mm -hmm. But they're also accustomed to wrestling folk style. They know how to do the hour weigh-in thing, right? So, in case you missed it, too. and, and Yeah. We, we were talking about the... the um, the new weights yesterday and you know the dust is barely settled yet and we're like what's our team next year and we're talking about certain weights and I, it's, it hasn't like it hasn't sunk into me yet on what the realities are for guys going certain weights i'm like uh, maple who's gonna be our 61 if logan goes out i'm maple and christian's like man he's too big and i'm like no he's not yeah but yeah he is he is <laughs> he is so um 
hasn't sung it to me yet, but um, building into that is that, um, so if you missed it, we're, we're going to two-day format, two-day tournament format, two-day weigh-ins. First year will be a two-kilo allowance on the second day, right? Right, two-kilo on the second day. But, and that, that sounds like a ton of weight. I mean, basically you're plus five on day two and you say that in, in folk style world that's like insane yeah but the way these guys are accustomed to cutting and then just ballooning up i mean i wish there was a scale in rio <laughs> for anwar godoyev yeah if he weighed over 200 it wouldn't have surprised no. me. no that would not have surprised me if he weighed 192 i'd have been like sounds about right and you know when they first said about going to two-day weigh-ins i was like that's a terrible idea because a guy will reach the semis or quarters or whatever they're going to start with on day two. And perish. And, and they, they, they won't they'll weigh in the second day. They won't make weight the second right. day um, because they're not used to it. Certainly, uh, our guys are used to it. We go through two-day tournaments for college season for four or five <laughs> years. Three-day weigh-in. Right? For we have three-day weigh-ins with one pound, right? <laughs> um, I'm like, these, these Europeans and Asians, they will – They'll just won't make weight, and then we're going to have buys in the world quarterfinals, Olympic quarterfinals. Um, so I think what UWW is doing is a good thing great. with one year having a two-kilo allowance because that will show the world, the other guys, what is reasonable, what is feasible. They, they, might, they might be like two kilos, and now next year we're going scratch or one kilo or whatever they're going to do. That's well, not possible. I can't compete that way. So. Right. Yeah. So I my my point with Sajaliyev is what what's he going to do in 2020? Is he going to try to go down at 86? And I, I think he I honestly think he could. 189. I don't think he's that enormous, right? For 2020, uh, yeah. His size right now, I think he could go 86. Um, I think he'll probably stay 92. I, I think he's too small for 97. Just I know, but 2020 is the question. 2020, you know. He's going to probably have to make that decision in 2019 and either build up or shrink down. Right? Yeah. I say build I up. Imagine. I say build up. I mean, I do too. Hit the that weights. Is- hit the weights. Hit the weights. And if you want to see Kyle Snyder, which I think he really does, I don't think he wants to back down. He wants to get that one back. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, you, you hadn't lost in four years and you lost by a point to, um, to, to Snyder, right? I think You're he, right. You were right there to yeah. win the match. You were winning with a minute to go. It's not like, well, I got to change weights. I'm like, no, no, you could have won 97, dude. You I were think right that there. we probably. I think he ultimately goes up. Um. But I probably. I don't. I think it'll be 2019 when he does. So just so just next year at 92, and then I will. And so that's kind of one of the things with the the 10 weights is. Um, so one of the questions when we found out they were going to 10 weights, you know, we knew as part of, like, the pack to get them back in in 2013 when all that stuff went down was, hey, you're going to have six weights in 2016 and in 2020. The question was, what were the weights going to be in 2020? Where are they going to change? They changed in Greco. They changed in women. They did not change at all in men's, which means we're going to have the same situation where 2015 worlds, right, like you could say 70 and 61 were a little possibly weaker because – Everybody was like, I want to qualify Worlds. I want to get top six and make it. And we're going to have that same situation again in 2019. Yeah. So, theoretically, Satchelive will go up or down to the Olympic weight to qualify. It. Right. Russia. Non-Olympic weight Worlds that year is going to be huge. Huh. 
right? There's four weights in each style. Times four must be 12. Right. Yeah. Um, math. Good math. Okay, that was 97. Anything else before we go? Because it's 832. I'll, I'll go with it real quick. Snyder, what impressed me more than anything is his mentality. Yeah. He said it a year ago when it first came up. I want this match. He wasn't BSing us. He thinks about it the right way. Uh, I, he was nice enough to give us some time to go interview him beforehand. He's yeah. like, if you're scared, say you're scared. If you're nervous, say you're nervous. All these things. He, yeah, he, hint, the way him and Terbell think about the sport's amazing. I could talk about it for all day. I'm not gonna, but as much as the physical, man, his mental, let's let's learn from him and Terbell. He is the, when I listen to his interviews, he is like, you get a lot of coach speak in this and like a lot of guys that don't give you anything. He gives you authenticity, but it doesn't, he's not like reckless in the things he says either. Like he's literally just telling you how he feels, what he thinks. It's he's it's he's part struck of the, an incredible balance for a twenty-one-year-old guy. He's just like he's been so ahead of his time for years. It's part of I think it's part of being a really genuine. It's a really genuinely good soul. Yeah, I think Without he's just. I think he's just. You know, some people have trouble articulating. Um, that that balance between yeah. good and bad coach speak and 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 real feelings, and I think it's easy for Kyle because he is a good person. Seventy four kilograms, Jordan Burroughs. We saw his draw the day before. Disastrous draw. Worst possible draw. Worst possible draw. Other than putting Sabalov on his side, which you know what's the difference? He's gonna have, he had someone tough along the way, and I, I just. Watching Jordan Burroughs wrestle is simultaneously the most fun thing you will ever do in wrestling <laughs> and, as an American, the most nerve-wracking and harrowing experience that Heart you will attack. have. Because you just you love this guy. Everyone likes him, and you want to see him win so badly, and you want to see him win for America and for him, and you want to see him rebound. But at the same time, every match, it's like, it's so hard. That was that was the most. That was the most trepidatious uh <laughs> tournament he's ever had i mean he goes down shabanov who is a, an opponent he's seen before everybody knows how difficult he is to wrestle shabanov goes out and kind of horsed him right away i, I mean kinda. immediately underhook and he just throws him down and is like splats him and i'm like oh my god this is problems i was he, like i was like don't i don't want to see him go out like this like that's where my mind went I, you're not the only one i'm like i don't want to see jordan in I, can, I can't see it end like this and then it's like Maybe other people are thinking that I was, Bader was. Jordan never was. And then he gives up another underhook throw by, and it's like, oh, jeez. This guy's he's too strong for him. And it, he has such a special mind and heart and grit. And I thought in that second period, if you if you compare those two skills, Burroughs and Shabanov, I would say they're comparable. And maybe in the, on that day, Shabanov maybe had more skills. But he did not think he could win that match, I don't think. He did not come out in that second period. He came out in that second period like, oh, my gosh, I'm beating Jordan Burroughs. That's how five I – he didn't do break. He didn't do anything. 5-2 at He, he was just like uh, – he froze, and Burroughs – you know, Burroughs has just been in that position so many times. He took the match from him. It, it was – in his pressure – I mean, three minutes straight of Jordan Burroughs' pressure is just like, <laughs> well, put it, oh, my gosh. And put it this way. Like, we looked at the draws um, – and we were like, this is a terrible draw. And then Shabanov comes out, and he does his thing. And Jordan ultimately wins. And then, then we're like, oh, my God. He was pushed hard. 
in that match. And now he has Takatani and these guys coming up. Shabanov wrestled all the way back. That's how good. First round loss. Shabanov looked incredibly athletic and like his feet were moving well and just like everything I don't know I don't know if this is the best he's ever wrestled but if, to me it was like wow this is a very 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 good version of Shabanov I mean, we're that, seeing. I I thought going into that match and after the match that's the toughest guy he's going to face. Yeah. And it, and it was. He was losing with like 20 seconds left. I was like hardly any time left he, when he scored. Ice water. In his veins always. <laughs> Ice water in then his he goes to Takatani course he has to give up the customary first takedown but then things materialize and towards the end you know he's winning he looked his best against uh Kajiev of france he that had was turns like, in that match but of course customary he had to give up the first takedown well and if you could if i don't know how it was coming through on the you know, on the stream or whatever but when when the the french guys were on the mat especially the, the good ones you know like when the rock was on the mat was kaji was on the mat they were going nuts there's flags going over patty patty and you know he's beaten kaji before and he, you know we all think he's better than kaji but he gives up the first takedown and you're like oh, is he gonna ride you know is kaji gonna ride this momentum from the fans and and keep it going and luckily he wasn't able to but no. it was so, a little dicey so yeah jordan gave up the score first score a lot you know Shabanov pushes him, gives up the first score to Takatani, gives up the first score to Kajev. I thought that my, if he got by Shabanov, I was like, Beckside's gonna be a, a tough, it's gonna be a tough out. After going through that road, Beckside's gonna be a tough out. And Beckside did a good job of staying low, avoiding anything, cutting off the space, and uh, and he took an early lead, Christian. Yes, he did. Um, but Burroughs. Uh, he had enough. He came back in the in the second period. I think he was trailing at the break, three two. Got it. And one thing that like Burroughs does, like when he needs a point, he can just fire off that double and run his feet for one so consistently. And he can, he could, he'll connect with you in the middle of the mat. It doesn't matter. He can just run his feet, and those people cannot, the, his opponents cannot get their legs far enough back that they don't give up the one. He gave up. He got so many step outs like that. They just kind of keep him in the match. And then he was able to put Beckside away. And then in the final, I, I felt – after he got by Chabonel, I felt like, okay, I feel really confident that he's going to win. Of course, it was terrifying every single match. Then you get to Sabalov, first takedown. It's tough, kind of back and forth. And he was losing late there, last minute. And Burroughs did it again. I mean, so, it's like – So gritty. Everybody talks about – you know, we've said it before. Everybody talks about his athleticism and this and that. Grit, heart. Yeah, guts. That's what that's what puts him in the pantheon of greats. Is his is his heart and the ability to win losable matches at a rate unseen. <laughs> These are coin flip matches, and he makes it coin flip. You say coin flip, they're not really, but you watch how they're materializing and they seem to be, and it's landing heads for Jordan ninety eight percent of the time. He's lost in. Since 2011, he's lost, what, four times, Nomad? He's lost Marable, to Marable, Sargouche, Dake once, and twice in Rio. Bexod, and, and Dake, uh, Dake once. So five. Five. He's lost five matches. He's probably um, had 40 that were like, <laughs> like oh my gosh. But he's, running, he's running 11. You that's a great too, way he, of putting he, it, Christian, is, is the – at some point, it stops being a coincidence, right? You can win a couple close matches, you know, if you're at that level. But to win 8, 9, 10, 12 close matches year after year, different rule sets, different styles, 
different uh, you know styles of yeah. opponents, right? Russians, Eastern Europeans, West, you know Western Europeans, Pan Am guys, Asian guys, like just all New around. Zealand. He was hitting a he was hitting a double a lot more, and he was wrestling smart in the sense that he was using. He's very mad aware too. He's very yeah. smart, and, and he uses a double to uh, get pushouts and stuff too. Um, next up, why don't we let's go let's go eighty six. Eighty six. Oh boy. Oh boy. <sighs> um. So, Jaden Cox, we see his draw. I'm doing backflips for America. Mm. Looks great. I mean, it was set up. It was like it was like oh, maybe we rigged this because this <laughs> this draw is incredible. Let me, and then let's let's talk about draws for a second too, and go back to um, Burroughs for a second. Now we all we all knew the Rochelle oh. thing. We all knew the right. I said, why are they sending Rochelle? Why don't they send Burroughs? I don't know exactly how many points Burroughs would have had if. He did win Pan Ams, but hopefully it would have been top four and not that path. But um, Jaden got a top, top draw, right? Or Jaden got a good draw, but it wasn't based on. I think they have to figure out. So they have to keep tweaking the the um, system. draw system or the the seeding system. But um, I mean, Logan had top seed and didn't really turn out well for him. I don't know. So for Jaden's. Tournament. I mean, did you guys have any indication? I mean, first of all, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but watching Jaden, not just the Mikoyev match, the matches leading up to it, uh, uh, before his bronze match, I didn't think he looked himself. Agreed. Agreed. Actually, the, the day of weigh-ins, I was I was doing a little little thing with Joe Russell, so I was sitting on a corner waiting for all the guys to come out of weigh-ins, and I just happened to see all the Americans walk out individually, and Jaden did... He was out of his mind. Like, it, it, long from story the, short, the, the weight cut. cuff looked like it was rough. He had just made weight. He was kind of in a bit of a daze, so maybe that had something to do with it. But, yeah, he definitely didn't look like himself on the mat. Well, he made an interesting comment afterwards. He's like, the weight comes off easy, but, like, there's a price to be paid. Like, I think, I think he loses it no problem, but, like, you know, the repercussions of that are interesting. Because this was after weigh-ins. Him and Mike Ironman are walking out back to the hotel, and he's drinking up and I was like hey man that's cool the hard part's over though and he goes this is the hard part and in my head I was like is he delusional or he's cut so much weight that he, he's forgetting that the hard part's over but to what you just said maybe it's like boom you uh, the weight was we know he sweats like nobody's business but yeah. afterwards maybe the next hour the recovery process is tough yeah and that's what it seemed like Right. He sweats at an unbelievable. So rate. he was, the, 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 when he was doing that play wrestling d with Clarissa Chun and just kind of goofing around. The mat was just a puddle, submerged. Yeah, like Hurricane Harvey. Classic Chun Jaden match. That's a great, <laughs> great drill. Apparently, they they play wrestle all the time. So let's look at Jaden's thing. Like we said, we, he had a really good draw, but all right, let's get to it. He doesn't. He doesn't look. Great, and he doesn't. He doesn't look himself. He certainly doesn't have the urgency, and there was parallels there between the, the first couple of rounds. Right? It's like um, Jaden has tough first period. Second period, he looks a lot better. Jordan was the same way. Jordan Burroughs. Um, but I mean, then Hino match. He goes down six zero. Yeah. He's trapped. He's in a trap arm. He's down six zero in the thing, and he's able to break the trap arm gut. That match could have. 
He could have yeah. ended. That could have been it. It wasn't right. It wasn't just first period woes. It was giving up scores to people. He should. He should not be giving up arm throws to Hano. He should not be getting firemen by uh, McCoya. That, that shouldn't happen. Um, and he just didn't. He just didn't look himself. I think. Listen, Jaden Cox is amazing. I picked him to win. He goes on to bronze, second straight bronze. Jaden's amazing, but I think Jaden would probably tell you himself. He he, he did he, say, yeah, he, he wasn't he wasn't interview. the best version of himself, right? He said when Bader asked him how you how you feel you perform, he said he said terrible. Pretty yeah. sure the word was terrible, horrible. He knows he wrestled badly, but what was and, and that's this is where and we'll, we'll get to the David Taylor aspect of it, I suppose. Um, with with Jaden, when he got down 6-0, or, yeah, 6-0, he got thrown to his back with the firemen's. He was almost pinned. He's sliding on his head, um, and then he gets oh laced to make it 6-0. And then you think, okay, you feel like this is not good. However, Jaden is a vastly superior being and wrestler. He'll pick away this, what's three takedowns for Jaden Cox? And I just, we just didn't see... The attacks come like we like we expected. Okay, so he gets down, and it seemed like there wasn't a whole lot of urgency. Right. You know, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Um, and I don't think um, he took a whole lot of leg attacks the entire time, right? Uh, but, but it was just like this thing, Jaden. You gotta go. You're losing six one. Okay. Wait. You're gonna pull the trigger now, right? Jaden, you gotta try something. Jaden, you gotta try something. Jaden, you lost. And yeah. so, you know, I think everybody thought, eh, you know, he's, he's not – he lacked some urgency there. Now, David Taylor tweets what he tweeted, and he was very, very critical. And I, I think it's safe to say that everybody saw the same thing. Everybody saw not Jaden peaking. But what David said was pretty harsh, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a – you know, something you don't see often in, in wrestling. Something that outspoken from, from a wrestler. But I'll just read the tweet from David Taylor. Cox had the golden goose served on the golden platter to be the WC, which means world champion, with that draw. He is too talented to have no fight down 6-1. Makes me sick. So that is obviously a tweet that, that is going to incite a lot of emotion from people on all sides. Uh, we were all feeling pretty emotional after that loss too. We were all mm -hmm. feeling like a little perplexed about what just happened. And David sends that tweet, and basically, a lot of the wrestling community was not happy with him. You had even Coach Jackson, um, you had Kyvin Gatz, and you had a number of guys saying, "Hey, man, this this is the guy in the arena. Your teammates, etc." Um, yeah, see, save it. Yeah. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with Kevin Jackson's statement. Um, I don't agree with. Well, what part of it? You don't agree I, with any of it. I don't agree with. Um, you don't. You don't think. Do you think that there's no um, room for a little critique of David in that moment? Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. No, well, you need to clarify absolutely. that. Well, I'm going to. Oh. Um, I get that. First of all, okay. Let's start with the point itself. Was David's point that – what did he say? Did he say heart? What did he say? He said he's too fight. talented to have no fight down 6-1. No fight. Okay. I think there's a little bit of truth in that, in that I don't know if it's fight, but 
he didn't pull the trigger on some on some things. He didn't he didn't really go after it and try to seize it. And I think that's what David's saying. So there's some truth in there. Um, what I I don't like obviously makes me sick. Um, but there is some truth to what he says. Now, what I, I the response that I don't like is, hey, he's, hey, you've never been there. You don't need to have been there. You don't, yeah. I don't need to have been in the Super Bowl to critique a quarterback's throw on third and two. I don't have to. I've well, seen enough football. I've seen enough wrestling to critique, know what to critique and not to critique. Um, that being said, I do agree with the. Uh, Maybe maybe I agree with the. Um, right now he's in the middle of a tournament. Maybe not the not it's not the best time to be critical. Of him this way. Mm-hmm. Well, Willie, I think. For me, when guys like, you know, Kenny Money and Kevin Jackson were the two that I saw that put things out like that. Um, I think their perspective of saying you've never been there is different than, when people say, uh, you know journalists or you know guys who are still in high school still in college are criticizing guys as far as like you've never been there and there was a guy there who'd been on previous world teams and and what he said to me was like about Taylor was like dude you think they give these out like candy these world titles right like it's hard you have no idea how hard it is until you get there what does that have to do with the price of tea in china how hard it is what do you mean how hard it is if you're down if you're down six one with a minute and a half to go, and you don't press the issue, and you don't take a shot, it is fair game for everybody on planet Earth, whether they have wrestled a match in the World Championships or not, to say, why did you not? No, I, I, I know, Will. I'm just saying the tone of what they were saying about being critical and the tone of what, say, any any fan at home being like, man, why didn't you do this or that or whatever is, is, is different when they're, when they're talking about the reaction to Taylor. So well, he, thanks for telling us how tough it is to meddle at Worlds. We know this. So here's my read. Here's my thought on, on the David Taylor thing and what he said. At first, you, you first see that tweet, you just think, good wrestler, sour grapes. That's mm-hmm. bad look. And then I sat back and I thought about it some more. And I'm like, man, I've, I've been watching David Taylor wrestle since 2006 or seven, ten years now. I've listened to him talk probably hours on end and the things that I've heard him talk about and reference the things he wanted wants to do his goals in life are I heard him say four-time NCAA champion wants to be a world and Olympic champion okay those are his goals that that's what he wants to do with his life that is what is very very important to David Taylor so when you consider that that is his mindset and he's he's trained to do this and think about the circumstances that led him to not make the team, that he smashes everyone overseas all year, he beats the Olympic champion, he beats the other guys in the semis, he kills everyone at the U.S. Open, he has to go through a a World Team Trials bracket that he doesn't think is really the way it should be, he doesn't think that's a level playing field, he smashes Jaden in match one, he loses in match two, and then he loses in very, very controversial fashion, he believes, he believes that that match was officiated unfairly and in favor of Jaden Cox. He believes that he should be, maybe that, uh, he doesn't believe he should be on the team, but he believes that match was inappropriately officiated, and that's why Jaden's on the team. 
And so you've got a guy going in your stead. The very thing, the very spot you want to be so badly. This is the this is the only thing you're training for. This is the only thing you want. And he's going there in in a way that you don't think is right. And then he goes out and he performs fair or not substandard or or below the fight that you think you would have had. And and David Taylor believes he would have made it to the world finals no problem and I I kind of think that probably would have happened. Okay. Now hold on. And so when he says when he goes and questions his fight, so so what you want to see if if someone takes your dream and what they do, you want to see them go and make the best of it. He wants to see Jaden win. He wants to see him go out and all right, if you're going to my spot, I, I want to see the guy that has my spot that I think I deserve. I want to see him go and do well. So when he says, makes me sick, I bet David Taylor was physically ill watching someone go and wrestle like that, knowing what he would have done. So when he says, makes me sick, that evokes a lot of emotions. But for me, when I read that, I bet he, he's like, like going to retch. Like, oh my gosh, I know what I would have done. Right or not, whether it's a fact or not, I bet he thinks I would have destroyed this guy and I would have destroyed everyone. So for him to feel that, that human emotion and believe it, look what not making – Flow Wrestling's biggest content triumph is the movie Terry, which a main focal point of this movie is how badly you can be affected by not reaching an athletic goal. Look what it did to Terry Brands, okay? Look at what he went through uh, emotionally. That's what these guys are feeling when they're, they're going after this goal. So for David Taylor to tweet that, we can we can take a lot of pot shots at David. That's really easy to do right now. And was what he did like the epitome of class and, and the, the, the proper thing to do? I don't know. Probably not. I would probably not have done that, but maybe I would have, right? It's certainly possible. I'm not going to judge him for that. But we just have to understand – the mentality and where these guys are and for that I'm going to give David Taylor some human emotion knowing that he's not he didn't get to meet his dream this year Tony Ramos tweeted um, pump for Thomas Gilman um, when he made the finals he you know Tony goes well turns out uh, I lost the trials to one of the best wrestlers on earth maybe the second best wrestler on earth and I'm going to come after him you know going to come after him in the future um Tony wanted to, Gilman doing well sort of validates Tony. Yes. Jaden doing well sort of validates um, David. David. And if David, David is absolutely hungry to be in that spot. And he's let's let's be honest. He's pissed. He's not in that spot. Yes. He's he's pissed and he's hungry and he wants to be the guy. That, he wants to be that guy. He wants to be wrestling there. And when he sees Jaden. Not attack and and, and do, um, just really go after it. When he says it makes him sick, it does. It yeah. like man, I want to be there. Give me that opportunity. I wanted that. I fought for that opportunity. I don't have it, but you have it, Jaden. So go after it. Go out there and get it. Right. Right. So you can be. You can say that David is harsh. You can say that he shouldn't have done it. In other sports, that's that wrestling thing again. Right. D that that single tweet probably turned a lot of wrestling fans against David, and and that's how it is. But in other sports, that's just another day at the office. That's one that's one competitor criticizing another competitor, and we all go about our way. And and I, the my main thing is like, this is not something that is like 
tearing Team USA apart. No. This is not hurting USA wrestling. This is not hurting. Listen, these are ultra competitive dudes that are after the same thing. And this is just showing how competitive they are. And is it good or bad? Probably not. It's not ideal for that to happen. But look what it did to Jane. It helped. It did, listen, Jane said thank you. It, it motivated him. It fired him up. He smashed that dude uh, for bronze. He wrestled his best after he read that tweet. Yeah. Fair <laughs> or not. You know, maybe there's, there's something to be said. I, I don't know. Nomad, Vader. So, my, my thing, and, and right, like kind of looking back on it, he definitely did wrestle better afterwards. I think... Um, to your point about like people coming after him and taking pot shots or whatever you want to call it, um, for good or bad, the average fan doesn't think on uh, about wrestling and about comments and about things on, on the same level that you guys do, which is why you're in the position that you are. And I think for a lot of wrestling fans, it really just came down to don't say this during the tournament, don't think about yourself, whether you're thinking about himself or whatever, don't think, don't think about yourself, don't do this during the tournament, and... Uh, this is something that should be handled, whatever, internally. Whether that's the right um, opinion or not for fans to have, that is what I got from from uh, kind of going through and seeing all the, the reactions to it. Yeah. Was, why are you doing this right now? Um, even if you're thinking it, don't say it. Uh, even if you, you do want to say it, reword it in some way and don't, I guess, criticize somebody's effort. Um, because you don't know where Jaden's head is at. You don't know where his weight cuts at. You don't know if he's hurt, still hurt. Da, and that, da. Is, that is a fair point. Yeah. It's because to, to question someone's fight is to know how they feel. Like, right. know, like, how is their body, like, performing? What Can it do what it normally does? Now, for him to come out and look the way it did in the bronze match would seem to think it was in him to do that. But you just don't know. Maybe he felt that way then, but he didn't during the semi. I'm sure. And some, something that I didn't think about – and I should have someone with a lot of experience being put on their back. It's very difficult fighting off your back, right? <laughs> and uh, so for him to be on his back and have to fight for his very life to get off his back, maybe I took it out of him. He just didn't didn't have it to pull from. One one thing, my wife was asking me about this. Like, well, what? She asked me like what I would have thought if if David had went, and I, you know I thought he probably would have done a little better this time. But she's like, well, why did why did Jaden win? I was like. The way I see it is like with David, if you are like, here's the level. If you are just below David, he is going to annihilate you. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so ugly. Okay. But I don't, I think David struggles to just go from here to here. Those guys that are slightly above him, a guy like a Dake or a Jaden, guys that are just a little bit mm-hmm. he struggles to beat those guys. Okay. But with Jaden, guys here to here below him are going to be in the match with him. But I think he can also reach a little bit of a higher height to beat a, a, a Salas. And, and uh, he had another huge win, uh, Karimi, right? So he can go up maybe another level from David. So that's kind of like, it's it's just so interesting how wrestling plays out and how one guy can beat another guy, but maybe well, he, another would have performed better. Good for us. We might get them all in the lineup. Yeah, And yeah. we can be teammates and, and kick some butt. Now, we had, um, we went to Jaden. We had two runners up. Mm-hmm. Thomas Gilman did an excellent job in his first uh, appearance. Now he didn't have, he didn't have, he didn't beat the greatest of guys. But he had a good guy every round. But first appearance, really solid guys every round. Um, excellent, excellent tournament from Thomas Gilman. And I don't know if you say that 
You know, he he's really good defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what did you think well, of I th- his? I thought what stood apart with, with Gilman is just you've, you've seen a single leg for years, and you just wonder, is he going to be able to get his hands locked on, the, on these foreigners' leg frequently and finish? And I, the story of his tournament was how much he was able to get there, how he was able to, one, hand fight and move guys. I mean, I forget which match it was where he just, like, throws the head, drops the single like just straight up. Just some man just stuff. Some, bully some stuff. Iowa man, throw your head, grab the leg, alpha stuff. And he's doing he, this on the world stage multiple times to good guys. So for to see that not against a Big Ten wrestler, to see that on the world, world stage, level. it's like, okay, he's he's at that level. He's fi- so physical. It, it I, I don't think he ever broke anyone. He didn't rely on breaking anyone to win his Which matches is, that's either. Almost a good thing. It's a good thing. Um but his his pressure and his positioning didn't come at a high cost, right? He didn't put himself in a position where he could get scored on frequently. He did give up some points, but he was able to get to attack both sides. He was able to hand fight really well, and then he ran into one of the most impressive guys I saw Listen, wrestle the entire he, tournament. No, Takahashi. no shame in losing to Takahashi. When we're watching Takahashi's throughout the tournament, we're like, Uh-oh. this dude, this dude's legit. I mean. He took like 25th at your Regan, but other than that, other than that, you could see Takahashi's sort of progression, and then this tournament. That's a new star, maybe. He, he was he was a, a word you like to say kind of a revelation to me. Yeah. I thought, man, the best athlete in the bracket by far. I mean, the thing, the the speed and the precision of his attacks was was super impressive. His re attacks are amazing. He had won. His second takedown against Gilman, Gilman shot uh, his like left side single leg, and he just picked that ankle on a reattack the other way. I was like, "This is not gonna go our way." I don't think. Um, and, and, and the Japanese wrestlers, you don't really see them like melt down like that, right? Like they're gonna have yeah. strong conditioning and poise. Except and, Mukaida. Except who? Mukaida. Oh. Um, so for me, the the Gilman thing. And please, no one take this as an, as a shot at Brent Metcalf. But it's like Brent Metcalf 2.0, right? It's like he learned from from maybe whatever prevented Brent from from accomplishing his goals. And maybe this is part of you know Tom and Terry evolving as coaches too. And they they took all that and they took this guy and and they made it better, right? Because exactly to your points, he didn't have to break anyone and he didn't necessarily have to. Oh, I, you know, I got to wear this guy for five minutes and then score. But it was it was like a modified version of that mentality with a guy who uh, has been doing that for for years. And you know, at the the senior level, one thing I always kind of criticize is like in America, you know, we teach like lock hands as opposed to like grab, you know, a part of the leg. And uh, and I'm like, that's kind of, is that going to work out for him? And then you talk to Dan Dennis at Olympic trials, and like that dude is the strongest 57 in the world. He's going to be able to move guys. And um, whether I think it's right or not doesn't matter because Thomas Gilman can make it work and can do it and is going to continue to do it, and that dude is going to be problems. And I think another thing that is going to be excellent for Thomas, he thought he had a physical advantage now. Two-day weigh-ins, this guy's made 25 for five years. Okay, Multiple, multiple days in a so row. So he'll, he'll be able to do that just fine at plus two. And those other guys I think will struggle with that, even though – I didn't see any huge 57s. Well, there wasn't a lot of huge 57s, but I think uh, what I think it really does is it it certainly prevents the Kachingish Vili from dropping. Or or, or 
Kajikas Felix got to go 65. Yeah, it, it prevents some of those 61s from dropping. It prevents some of those guys who were in Rio at 57 and took this year off. Mm-hmm. It prevents those from going, hey, Thomas Gilman. World threat. World threat. This ain't going away because if he can do it now on a one day, even though some of the some guys weren't there, he's going to be able to do it with a two-day weigh-in. Right. You're not going to see Kanchikishvili at this weight again. I mean, it would be pointless for him. He needs to build his body if he wants to continue wrestling because he's a 65 Olympian, if, if anything. Now, I, we got to continue. Uh, um, James Green, runner-up to Chimizo. Um, Chimizo just looked amazing. International Green, treasure. I, Green, you know, there's not really a whole lot to say about him. He's a world finalist. Uh, I didn't you know, think he, he had his best day. I didn't Personally. think he had his best day either. Um, th- there's not a whole lot to say about a guy that's predicted to make the finals and makes the finals. Right. Right. Uh, one thing I he scares the crap out of me when when he when he's finishing matches off. Yeah. When it's three two or three one and it's time to go and there's 30 seconds left and he's posting. I'm like. At any moment. I've seen that movie too many times. At any moment, they could go caution into At any moment, or, they could just slip in a takedown. And there's or, something to be said for guys that when you go from offense to defense, like you're almost worse defensively. Like when you It go is over all the time. It happens. How, We've seen it so many times. How does that times. happen so much? I don't know. Okay, Always. now's the time. Now's the time. The there's 30 seconds left. You have to be ultra defensive. And you... And, and you're bad at defense. Don't get scored on. 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 When that goes through your head. Yeah. You're thinking scored on. You're scored wrestling on, scored differently. On, scored on. You're right. Yeah, you it happened to. He couldn't score on you for five minutes. Just keep doing that thing. Right. So it happened to Salas. Right? Salas against. Easy for me to say. Salas. Well, go watch the final 15 seconds of Salas Odikadze in the Repeshog match to get to the bronze medal match. And Salas, is, Salas scores with two sec, or t- 15 seconds to go. He scores a two. He takes the lead. All you got to do is defend for 15 seconds. It's like when you tell yourself, okay, just defend for 15 seconds, you go into cinder blocks. Yeah. So, sidebar, that dude that uh, Green beat in the finals is the same guy that Pico wrestled in 2013. That dude will be problems. We are going to see him in the Olympics. What and finals are you talking about? In the semis? With the guy James Green wrestled in the semis, Fujinami, okay. was the same guy that Pico beat in the cadet finals. Four years oh, ago. okay. That dude, we're going to keep seeing him, and he's going to keep being an issue. So say it. No so, that was uh, a good match. He's tough. One last, yeah. thought on, one last thought on 70. Chimizo, you guys, I love Chimizo as much as anybody, but when people, no. when people put the pound-for-pound pound stuff going on and they're like, people look at Chimizo and they're like, he is freakishly athletic and he has this – otherworldly ability to score and elude scores. He's amazing. He's pound for pound. He's taking losses, guys. So, But everyone has. Who uh, hasn't taken losses? Um, Kyle Snyder has three losses in between his Olympic title and now. I know, but Chimizo... I bet Chimizo... Chimizo, Chimizo, Chimizo lost in April. Okay, well... Chimizo is seventh at he wrestled, Koloff. He, he wrestles at, in Euros, and we wrestled at Pan Am, so it's... Who did he lose to at Koloff? I don't carry. <laughs> yeah, the thing with Chimizo is he's, he's, his ceiling is. The ceiling. There's is no the ceiling. Right. There's so no he's ceiling. really high on your big board. So check those rankings for a higher ranking of Chimizo. All right. He's definitely a pound for pound guy. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I they, mean, he's won. He won 15. 
bronze 16, gold uh, this year. That's There's not many with those accolades. The only guy that can beat him. Should be ahead of Haji Liev? No. Right. Okay. Um, so 61 and 65, we did not medal at. Well, you know, all, all I'll say about Logan is that that didn't look like world champion Logan. There's something off. I don't know. I don't think he was. I don't think he was feeling it. Or I don't. Th- not that he was feeling it. That makes it sound like I'm not feeling it today. Like he just didn't have it, right? Like, yeah. It just wasn't. In, I don't I, know if it was the cut, if it was injury. He didn't look the same to me. I'll make the assumption. What I mean, it didn't look like he cut right to me. He looked. He said he his looked, cut was better than Budapest, though. He really? That's what he said on the he interview. He looked. Uh, now I'm three thousand miles away, or however many miles away, and I'm looking at it through a screen, and I don't. I don't know. But he looked sucked out to me. He looked slow and he looked weak. I I thought weak is is the key word. When, what, what, Rashidov? Because he's a guy that's known for his strength. He got in on a single and Rashidov just casually like mule Casu- kicked out of it. I'm like, she this has guy has a brutal grip. Like he he sucks that in against everyone. He's a world champion. And it wasn't there. That's how he makes a living. Logan often gets like this. He takes these shots from far away, gets here, and he's good with it. Um and then Rashidov scoring from front end, he basically just walked around him. Yeah. Um, he did. That was not the best version of Logan Steber. You know, people go. The, the, their first response when he loses to Kinchinkishvili and Rashidov, they're like, um, "All right, I know Kinchinkishvili and Rashidov are really, really good, um, but, but, yeah, there is a there he is can a big go with but. those guys. He can wrestle with those guys. He can uh, the." Logan Steber clicking on all cylinders. I don't know if he beats those guys. He goes with them. He scores on them. He scores on everybody. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not making excuses for him, and I don't really know the situation. They didn't look right to me. And I don't think we see him in 61 again, personally. I mean, nope. there's no he can't. Do I don't that. think so. He, he didn't. Do he doesn't. He there, there's been multiple times where he hasn't looked himself making 61 on a night before way, and how's he gonna do it on a on a two-day day, day of day of day two-day of, scratch. So you, you're happening. gonna. I think you'll see Logan at 65. And I think that's good. I think, man, that really makes 65 exciting. Zane and Logan for the spot. That's, yeah, that's flames. I, a lot of, and a lot of other guys for too. sure. Zane, Logan, Jo, maybe Maple, Molinaro maybe Molinaro goes, comes back. Molinaro will go 70. I would. Uh, I will predict right now. 70. Watch. He needs to. So he needs to cutty. Rashidov is a. He's like, <clears throat> I would shrink down and go sixty-five. Rashidov, what? Rashidov is a freak. I found out. Um, he found Chimizo out. He lost to Gazimaga Madoff, twenty-fifteen world champ. He got pinned at Kolov. In fact, Chimizo I, did. Yeah. In fact, I remember tweeting the like. So exchange. he lost to a dominant world champion. Yeah. A guy but, that annihilated Yazdani Sharadi. Okay, anyway, and then but and then Gazi lost that tournament too. The problem is right now, um, Rashidov. 65, two-day weigh-in is, like, perfect. That's huge. He is – that is the absolute perfect weight for him, and that dude is going like this. And I said that last week, that that dude is – Pass. I'll pass on Rashidov. Well, I'll I'll take all your stock. I'll I'll buy buy low. You can have all my stock. Okay, Willie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, are we about about to wrap up? No. Where is – what is Chimizo doing a two-day weigh-in? He's got to go up. 70. No, I'm okay. On Olympic here. Oh, yeah, he's screwed. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of guys screwed. A we should do an article on who's screwed for the for 2020. Because there's a long list. Or does just a whole entire landscape change? Aliyev, Kinchikishvili, they're screwed. 
Sedgliev. It's dude. Was there any? But I mean, I know Snyder beats Sedgliev, but and Chimizo was really good. But it's, was Aliyev the most impressive? That dude's. He looked a, great. That dude's on a different. Pages. And no one picked him to win in that journal. No. Like we're so. Stupid. Everybody took. Kinchi it's Kizmili. because like, Kinchi has beaten him three, four times in a row now. Yeah, I stand by my pick. I I would I would have taken the same pick. But listen, Haji Aliyev. And like Chimizo, there's some Matrix crap going on with them. <laughs> those dudes, that that first thing that James took. Yeah, he where Chimizo's he like this. Like, yeah, and he does Chimizo. like a cartwheel. He's amazing. Uh, briefly about Zane, you know he looked he looked good. Um, some will say he got out freestyled against um, Bachirov. Some would say. He got Mech, he Metcalfed his guy, right? Yeah. Like Metcalf always had this thing yeah. that he you just Tagami. you had a six minute war. I don't think that's why he lost. And I think lost, he just, and he then just got beat. He wasn't well. He wasn't like tired when he lost his next match. He, he, I'll tell you what, he wasn't noticeably tired. First of all, Rashidov doesn't do any. He didn't do anything in that match. You mean Gagayev? Gagayev, uh, you guy. Go go. <laughs> Former Russians go, go aren't allowed to beat current Russians. P.S. Go guys. Yes. Former Russians are not allowed to beat current Russians. I would love to do that article because, and when you can be happen? like, and you can be like, oh well, of course they're not going to beat them. They're the backups. They're the ones. That, no, 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 no. It's not about that. Yeah. Former okay. Russians don't beat current Russians, and the if you Wait, ran if you Gasimov, ran like a, a number. Gasimov has beaten Gadisov, hasn't he? He beat him in Baku, and anytime an Azerbaijan guy wins in Baku, caveat. it's suspect. Caveat. Yes. Well, we'll get to we'll get. You know, we're over an hour. We'll get to some of the we're other... We're not really that over. We started like 10 minutes late. So let's we're close on. to an hour right now. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. We're a couple minutes over, and there's. we'll get to, like, the Valiev call maybe next oh, show. How did we not get into that? But Well, hold on. Let me l- wrap up the 65 thing. Mm. No, I don't even know what I was going to say about the 65 thing. But, um, oh, Batirov, you, you can say he didn't lose because he was tired, but the f- he was doing some freakish stuff against Zane that didn't in, happen in the next match. In exchanges, though. There I know, has to be exchanges. They're at, right. There's no exchanges. So it's not like he was worse or better. It was like he thrives off of being attacked sure. and things like that. Sure. So that's why. And, uh, you know, Zane, <laughs> I can say this. It doesn't make it true. But I really believe he gets by Batirov. I think he makes makes a run. I really believe that, but we only I need can, one more second. One more that. second. One yeah. more second. But like Kyle Sider said, Kyle started a sprint with a minute to go. Yes, and I've never heard a guy say that before. I was like, wow, what great perspective. Most guys start with twenty seconds left, none of time. I started my sprint with a minute to go. Yeah. Do you know how hard that is? I don't. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I can imagine. I don't really know. But know. Uh, not at that. It level. makes sense because um, it's so easy guys to say. Could, Start your sprint in a minute. Well, yeah. But it makes sense that you have to start it earlier because people can wiggle out of stuff. Hold a quad pod for 20 hold, seconds. Hold a quad pod. Um, you know, if you're down by – if you need a two, the guy might jerk around and just give up the step out, and now you're at 15. Now you're at seven seconds, yeah. or right? Ru- or so run you, in a way where you get an attention and not a caution or, too, and then right, it's like, well, now away, there's four seconds attention. left. Why did you give that stupid attention four seconds right, left? Great, so I'm screwed. You can't you can't start a sprint with 15. It, no. They can game it that long. Right. Okay, so that was 65. We may as well go 86. Uh, Valiev stuff, right? 
I don't know. I think we have, I have a lot to talk about. Wait, I mean, we could. This could be two hours. Maybe we. All right, well, why don't we let? I think uh, Bader and Nomad probably have some things to say. I, so why don't I we just. Go? I would like to. I would like to push the the Valia thing to me to the to Thursday because okay. I have never been that personally upset at a wrestling match in my entire life. Yes. Um. I would also really quick like to talk about the women because they got freaking second in Helm Rules' most dominant woman on the planet, my well, most dominant wrestler on the planet. Set and, it uh, up, Helen versus Rousey. Let's go. Well, we, so you guys were in France. We talked about the women. Oh, did you? Okay. Last week. Um, uh, uh, Sayori Yoshida was behind us doing commentary. Right behind us. Really? Yeah. It was kind of cool. There was you know, a Japanese contingency. Did you give her some pointers? I told, I told her what I think you she should have done. No. But you um, scream. How about I don't, if she just kept training this year? I, I, I don't know. I think Helen smashes her. Yeah. Based on I her don't commentary? Know. Based on how good Helen was this year. Based you on what? Based on her commentary? She so, was so she was t- she was into it, dude. She was into it. Yeah, she that's was cool. High energy. I was like, this hey, talk about no Icho sightings though, right? No, no, no Icho's a rock she's, star. She's probably in like Dubai, oh. like <laughs> partying. Um, <laughs> but tell us, you guys wanted to ha- say a little something about the team race. Now, you know, maybe it's because it's the first time in a long time well, U.S. had a U.S. had a chance at it, but you know. Um, when the when the team race is going on in an international tournament, it's like I'm tinkering around looking at the looking at the team scores. Nomad's always compiling them, and you guys were saying like people were coming up to Nomad and asking what team scores are. I I, I guess your thing is it should be a bigger thing. It should be out there. It should be a neon lights, right? Yes, yes. I mean. At the NCAA tournament, it's going on all day, and you see every win, loss, Iowa cheers, Oklahoma State, Penn State, Ohio State. Like, it's 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 a big deal. And at the break, guys are out drinking beers, talking about who's got to do what. And it's a little different here because they don't keep team score all day. We, and, and we did an article that was literally like mathematically when people were eliminated from the team race for NCAA's, mm-hmm. right? Like that's how big it is here. Sorry, continue. Yeah, that's okay. So, so Dan, who's the Giant wrestling uh, It's really annoying me when you call him Dan. Has spreadsheets over here the whole tournament. He's keeping track, clicking this, clicking that. When the semis hit, boom, he's given what everybody's guaranteed. And then he looks who – I don't even know how you figure out who finished 6th or 10th, but he does. And so he's got it, and he knows what's going on. He's he's pretty much accurate, and I think Steen was helping you. People are coming up to his coach. Guerrero's call, texting – uh, Coleman. Coleman Scott um, texted me. On members that. of the media are all coming over to us saying, "What do you have for team score?" And it took about the first two or three days till people realized, like, "Bro, this guy's got it right here. Anything you want to know, uh, he's got." And and everybody, uh, Bill May came up to me after the Greco uh, before the finals. He's like, "Russia's having a terrible day," and I'm like, "Man, they got it locked up." And he's like, "I don't think so." I was like, "No, they do. They have it locked up. They can't lose." And he's like, "What?" And I was, "This talk, guy." Talk to Dan. Yeah. So maybe, you know, I, I 100% agree with you. And, and I think Bader's really pointing out something, like, culturally different. From yeah. The it's like the UWW, the just international wrestling culture is not team-oriented. Well, that maybe Until that, the very end. Maybe that's something that can be changed because, right, UWW has made a lot of positive changes towards um, – Presentation. Presentation and what's good and what gets the fans involved and what what what's attractive and what's contextual. And maybe if we did something, I, I'll say, I, I agree with you, Bader. One one sort of little caveat in that is that it's really difficult to compile. To, you, you almost can't do it accurately until after 
until semis are set. You yes. can start getting a thing, right? Correct. So it's this, it's this, it's this. You can't do any, you can't, you can't do anything, you can't do anything, you can't do anything. Boom. Everything. And then everything. And so maybe if there was, and there is a different point system coming. Maybe if UWW would go to a point system that there, you could graduate up. Like it was a recurring thing. There was always this. Almost a ticker. You yeah. get something for winning right. You in get round something. One. You can actually follow it because you can't really follow it except for that little explosion. Till the quarters, right? Until like, quarters. What you're saying. And so, um, maybe they implement that, and that's something more. Fortunately, the to difference follow. between like round one and quarters is like an hour, so it's not like it's not right. like. Right. Man, is that next year? Is what next year? It's not going to be an hour between round one and quarters, but two days. Yeah. That's true. And now I heard, are they changing the team scoring situation, Nomad? Uh, yes. <laughs> the, the, and the th what was yes. proposed or what was even released, it, it's a drastic change. Go, Dan. Okay. So um, this is where Christian's going to make fun of me because uh, he's already made fun of me for this. But it's going to go to similar to Formula One scoring. Now, um, where I believe it was Willie or Spay maybe who freaked out about this is first place will now be worth 25 points. Uh, fifth place will now be worth... 10 points, right? So you lose in the bronze match, which means two golds is worth the same as five guys or five girls that lose in the bronze medal match. That's kind of crazy. On the positive side, there, and there's a lot of people that, as they were kind of figuring out how team scoring worked, they're whoa, like, whoa. wait, why do you get losing two points? Losing the bronze medal match? Yeah, you get 10 points losing the bronze medal match. Fifth place. So what do you get for silver? And tw you get 20 for silver, 15 for bronze, 10 for fifth. Gotcha. So... As people are kind of figuring out, like, how these team scores work, they're like, wait, 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 why do you get two points for winning in the bronze match and only one point for winning in the gold medal match? So when you look at it from that perspective, all medal matches are now worth five points, right, where it's difference is 10, 15 for bronze, and difference is 20 and 25 for gold, silver. You mm -hmm. know what you should do? Score worlds this for year with freestyle. that match. What would it, what it would have done? So I did it before the uh, – I did it before the, the – Finals and we were up one ten one oh three. I haven't done it since, but I, okay. I should probably do it right now. Actually, like, it would yeah. take two I seconds. I wouldn't be so lazy about this stuff. Yeah, Dan, get with it, bro. I'm getting a little frustrated. Show some urgency. You should. I mean, maybe someday you'll care about wrestling. Hey, uh, get a little bit passionate about wrestling, why don't you? Yeah, for once. Bader, what else you got, dude? Oh. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, me too. What else do I got? Nomad went for a. Midnight bike ride to the Louvre. <laughs> oh yeah, with Chris yeah. Pendleton. We went. Uh, we went for a, a bike ride with the two of us in Pendleton. Um, we didn't really go out, right? We would get done working at ten thirty. They'd finally kick us out. We walked back to our hotel about an hour, or I mean a mile away, sit and eat, and then go to bed. But the one day Pendleton and um, Terry Steiner were walking back towards there, and Classic. like we're not going out. We're so tired. We can't, and somehow we're out riding bikes till three in the morning. We actually went all the way down to the Eiffel Tower. And then, like, it was all lit up. We're going to go look at it. And then by the time we actually got two blocks closer to actually be under it, the lights turned off. And Dang. So that was That's the actual Tour de France. <laughs> that was that was the Tour de France. All right, well. Uh, and obviously, Nomad was doping for that Tour de France. Look at him. He's a, he's a stud. Yeah, you're on Torino Ball, too? You and, you and Bones? Hey, so I have the team scores for. Okay, uh, let's go. Um, so, in actual team scores, USA won 54 to 53. Using what they are going to Formula next one. year, USA wins 120 to 108. Yep. So, would it it would not have come down to Sagalai of Snyder in this scenario? Yes, Correct, sir. because it would have been 113-115. It would have been 115-108 yeah. going in if, if Sagalai won, it would have been 115-113. 
So it didn't change a ton, but it would. So actually, would have been bad to not have that moment. Yeah, yeah, because that was awesome. It was so cool. It was so. I I know we've hammered it, and I know we're over. But like, Hammer it. it is the most insane thing that we talked about it for months. We said Kyle was like, Kyle said this thing about him waving a giant flag at NCAA's and being like using the same flag that he runs around the map with after he beats Sajulayev. After we we dethrone Russia for the team title, it's come down the last match, and that is actually what freaking happened. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, storybook. I I just. I can't believe, you know, Kyle Snyder has given me like two of the most incredible wrestling memories in my life. 2015, being there in Vegas when he did that, when it was like canny canty, I don't know, to just how he won and beat Kadisov, the returning world champion. You guys did FRL. Uh, yeah. It was just like the most American thing ever. And it's <laughs> like, this kid is such a freaking hero. And it, it was just, it was incredible. It was the most amazing part of the Vegas Worlds. And then to see him somehow one up himself <laughs> two years later after the, he made it makes the olympics just look like a footnote now it's <laughs> yeah. just like something he did along because the everything way. else is so dramatic um and guys the usa is looking uh, you know you know you win a you win a team world title and you go of course right of course usa's wrestling is doing well but it's not always like that but USA Wrestling is in good hands. We're young. I know. Uh, we go to 10 weights. It even helps us more. We go to two-day lands. helps us more. We won juniors. We have stock coming through. We were second in cadets last year, mm -hmm. we, we, and we uh, you probably could have won. There's more gravity. There's more traction in freestyle Greco. Uh, the women are, are – are, yeah. our youth women are doing well. Um, USA Wrestling is in a very, very good place. Yeah, to bring to bring home, you know, it's not like a college team where you know we're going to graduate Zane Rutherford and Jason Alt. Like these guys are going to be around till they're not the best anymore, and then it's like we're just going to be good here moving forward. And we, will we have down years? We're not probably going to win every year. It's just and, not. and freestyle in general too. And you know, we criticize UWW sometimes, but they get a lot of things right. The presentation was right. The rules in freestyle are as good as they've ever been. In my opinion, it's exciting. Um, there's so much more to talk about. We, you know, next show we'll talk about Valiev. We'll talk about Greco scoring and, and those rules are the antithesis of freestyle. Oh we'll talk about so much more. We will. Um, yeah, why don't we play us out? We'll play us out. What an amazing, amazing two days for America and wrestling. Quote Rich Pad. Beautiful interview. <laughs> Mark Baird. Thursday. Roasted.